The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Start! You can call me Bruce. Bruce Nolan is standing by. Hey, wacky Bruce! Coming to you from an undisclosed location, this is the Bruce Exclusive. And here's your host, Bruce Nolan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome. To another edition of the Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. Welcome back. This is it. This is our first official preview pod before a game of the 2020 NFL season. This is the first Bruce Exclusive episode ever that is related to a specific opponent who the Bills will play soon. So this is kind of the way the schedule is going to go during the season. The Thursday episode of the Bruce Exclusive will be primarily reacting to narratives that have popped up after the game. So one of the benefits to doing a pod that occurs later in the week is you get a chance to sort of see how the narratives unfold because every game sort of has a story. And it kind of takes on a life of its own. And I have a chance by Tuesday to collect all those narratives, sit down with the film, and go through them. Whether or not they're relevant, whether or not they're accurate, my opinions on the narratives after looking at the film. Going through the All-22 on Tuesday evenings, All-22 Tuesdays, that's right, I brought dad jokes with me today. All-22 Tuesdays, and... Going through the narratives and saying, okay, check this off, check this off. Okay, maybe the narrative coming out was Deion Dawkins didn't play well. Did Deion Dawkins play well? Let's go. And so we can kind of tackle some of those narratives that come out of the game on the Thursday podcast. That kind of forms our review podcast. Then Friday is the preview podcast. And that's going to take two forms. Number one, I'm going to do your hashtag almighty takes. Always get me the almighty takes by Wednesday afternoon. If you do not get me them, I cannot guarantee you they will be on this podcast. Hit me up. Email me. I am Bruce Almighty at Yahoo.com. 
Hit me up on Twitter, hashtag Almighty Take. DM me, hashtag Almighty Take. Hit me on Instagram, DM, hashtag Almighty Take. Please spell Almighty correctly. A-L-1-L-A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y-T-A-K-E. If you spell it wrong, I will not be able to find it when I search the hashtag. So if you do not hear your Almighty Take on the podcast, go back and check to see if you spelled it wrong because I won't be able to find it. The entire reason you are hashtagging it, if you tweet it at me, is so that I can search the hashtag and find it because there's nobody else on Twitter using hashtag Almighty Take. That's the point. We're going to do that. That's section number one. The rules of Almighty Take are you're going to give me a take about the upcoming game for the Bills that does not include the final score. It cannot include the final score because there's nothing to react at there. And then I have decided I am going to group them and we're going to have a little fun with them. I am going to label your takes when they come in. I'm not just going to say I'm in on it or I'm out on it. I'm going to label your takes in one of the following four categories. Highly probable, somewhat probable, somewhat improbable, or highly improbable. Those will be the four buckets that I will put your take into based on my opinion on the probability of that take occurring. And we're going to have some fun with it. It's going to be great. In addition, the second part of these pods will be a quick game planning session. And I'm going to try and do some high level overviews of Bruce's opinion on what I would do on offense or defense against the upcoming opponent. Just some interesting high level stuff. We're not going to get too nitty gritty into it because I have made the mistake before of diving too far into the X's and O's on a medium, which is audio, that is not really designed for it. But we're going to have some fun chat because, quite frankly, you can get preview podcasts a lot of different places and they're all going to come in different forms. And the way that this is a little different is because I'm giving you my opinion on some things strategically that I think would be fun to see and potentially effective against the team we are going against. I also do this in written form on buffalorumblings.com. The article drops on Fridays every week. It's called Crumbling Their Cookies. That's right. Just steering all the way into the skid of the pseudonym. All the way. Hashtag Almighty Take. Crumbling Their Cookies. Hashtag On Brand, baby. On Brand. So, we're going to start with Almighty Takes. And then we are going to wrap up with Crumbling Their Cookies. So, let's dive right into it. Josh DeSantis says, Almighty take, Frank Gore leads the game in carries, but has the least amount of rushing yards, QBs included. I will put this take in the bucket category of somewhat improbable. I think that there's a chance the Jets fall behind, and as such, they have a passing back in more often, which is Le'Veon Bell. I can absolutely see this happening in an outside chance where it's a close game and an Adam Gase inexplicably does not want to use the more talented of his running backs, which he's established he is willing to do before. Adam Gase is not good. Adam Gase is not good with running back usage, but I am going to categorize this as being somewhat improbable. Go Bills UK says, Almighty take, Dable works up a game day master plan that the whole offense clicks with. Not only blows the Jets away, but sets the tone for the whole season and postseason. I would really love the Bills to come out and blow out the Jets. Last year, 
The Bills made the playoffs at 10 and 6, probably easily could have been 11 and 5 had they tried based on what was going on with the Jets at the time at the end of the year. But don't forget that the Bills barely squeaked by the Jets week one. Now, I do think the Bills are a markedly better team now than they were at the beginning of last year. I think the Jets are probably a worse team than they were. I think the loss of C.J. Mosley and the loss of Jamal Adams absolutely counteracts the additions they made on the offensive line. I say additions because they're new faces. Not necessarily they're better players, they're just new people. Remember that later when we're talking strategy. I am going to put this in the somewhat probable category. I think there's a chance that the Bills whoop up on the Jets. I think I would be very disappointed if this was a close game, regardless of outcome. Obviously, we are more disappointed if it's a loss. But even if this is a close win, I'll be disappointed because the Bills are supposed to be in a better place than the Jets at this point. This is a team you are supposed to beat handily. Go out and beat them handily. Andy Anderson says, here's my almighty take. The Jets game is going to be a massacre. It'll be a one-sided beatdown, and Josh Allen is swinging the hammer. Remember how early last year it seemed like Lamar Jackson's improvement came out of nowhere? That's this year. It's going to be touchdowns upon touchdowns. Rushing, passing, defense will have five sacks and a pick six. Okay, there's a lot of things in that take, and the more things you add to your take, the lower probability it has of being accurate. It's like doing a parlay in gambling. When you pick more and more games and all of them have to be true, it lowers your probability of being true. So I'm going to put this in the somewhat improbable bucket. I think it's a chance we blow out the Jets. But being able to say that Josh Allen has a similar week one to Lamar Jackson's jump from last year and touchdowns upon touchdowns, defense having five sacks and a pick six, that's a lot of things that need to go right. I'm going to put that in the somewhat improbable bucket. Robert says, with all of the injury opt-outs and trades across the Jets' defense, the Bills may may expect Stephon Diggs to have a coming-out party, but this is not Diggs' feature game. It's Dawson Knox's breakout game. Look at where the Jets took their losses on defense, Mosley, Adams, and more, and it's easy to imagine that Dable, who's considered a matchups-based play caller, will feature Knox in the game plan he is going to feed. Dave, you get the first... Highly probable of the Bruce exclusive. I do think that there's a chance that Dawson Knox is a focal point week one. Remember that for later. Patton says in the play that becomes known as the thunderclap heard around the world, Allen connects for a 40 plus air yard pass to Diggs, Brown or Davis against the Jets in week one. Named after McDermott's reaction, it signals a new era of Bill's offensive prowess. He goes on to talk about it being the first play of the game. I do not think the deep pass is going to be the first play of the game, but I do think Allen will connect on one. I think that progression to the mean is very likely with Josh Allen and the deep ball. Josh Allen was not this bad at the deep ball in 2018 as he was in 2019. I think seeing some progression toward the mean when it comes to Josh Allen's quality of his deep ball is realistic. So hitting on one a game, I don't think is insane. However, I don't think it'll be the first play of the game because Josh Allen has openly said he gets a little bit hyped up for the first play of the game and sometimes he needs to get hit to really get into it. I have a feeling we might see some stuff on the edge for him fairly early to give him binary options between running it and throwing it 
on the edge. So I'll put this in the somewhat probable section. Sam Cook says, Allen throws for 333 yards. Diggs goes for two touchdowns and 125 yards. Darnold throws two picks, whereas Allen throws at 70% with three touchdowns and no interceptions. Jets are kept to less than 6.5. Almighty take. Wow. That's ballsy. 333, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, 70% completion percentage. Two touchdowns and 125 from Diggs. And the Jets score less than seven. I'm going to put this in the highly improbable. That's a lot of things. And if the Jets are being held to less than seven and Josh Allen had three touchdowns, he might not get 333 yards because we might not be throwing because we'll be up by too much. So I'll I'll put this in highly improbable. Jason says, heard a lot of takes that Josh will have a career day versus the Jets. But my almighty take is he'll be very good, but due to our defense keeping the Jets from putting up as many points, he won't need to put up the numbers to make it a career day everyone wants. Jason needs to talk to Sam. The two of them need to sit down and hash it out over some Labatt Blue, not a sponsor of the podcast, and maybe have a a Reese's Outrageous that I mentioned yesterday. Also not a sponsor of the podcast, but I kind of feel like maybe it should be. I would put this in somewhat probable. I think this is somewhat probable. I think there's a chance that Sam Darnold really struggles against the Bills defense this year. There's a real strong chance. Adam Gase is not going to throw new stuff at the Bills they haven't seen before. And that defensive line is upgraded, and I don't think that offensive line is going to be ready for it. I would put this in somewhat probable. Leston Harris says, my almighty take for week one, is that the Bills' secondary forces Sam Darnold to hold onto the ball for too long. This refurbished defensive line gets to go to work off the edge. A.J. Epinesa gets one and a half sacks in his first career game. You had me all the way till the end. I don't know if A.J. Epinesa is going to be active, guys. Think about it. Daryl Johnson was DE4 last year. And he played special teams. So one of two things has to happen for AJ Epinesa to be active. The first is that you have a four-phase special teams player from last year that you're not going to make active this year. And that seems unlikely. The second is that they activate five defensive ends, which also seems unlikely. I think there's a very reasonable chance that AJ Epinesa is not active for the game. And if he is, he might not get a lot of snaps. So I don't know if he's going to get one and a half sacks. I do agree with you that... I do think that this Bills defensive line is going to get home against the Jets offensive line. I think Jerry Hughes is going to introduce some craftiness into Makai Becton's world. There's some nuance to pass blocking that I don't think Makai Becton was necessarily prepared for. I think he's a good prospect, but I think he's going to need some time. And Jerry Hughes might be his welcome to the NFL moment. And I don't think the rest of that offensive line is a lot better than last year with the exception of Connor McGovern, who I think is a good player. But George Fant couldn't hang on to Seattle. He was the sixth offensive lineman for a team that desperately needed offensive linemen. And the Jets gave him big money to be right tackle. I think that Mario Addison and Trent Murphy could have some fun over there against George Fant. So I'm going to put this on highly improbable, but only because you put the A.J. Epinesa one and a half sacks things on the back. 
D Lumbert 46 says the almighty take Josh Allen gets 350 total yards rushing and passing and three or more total touchdowns. I'll put this as somewhat probable. 350 total yards is not crazy for Josh Allen at all. Getting 270 and 80 yards rushing is not crazy for Josh Allen. It's less likely than otherwise, but I'll put this as being somewhat probable. I can see a reasonable path to this especially if they decide they're going to continue to use Josh Allen as a runner in the red zone rather than having Zach Moss vulture those touches from him down there. Some interesting fantasy football side note as to whether or not Josh Allen will be quite as valuable in fantasy football due to potentially having less rushing touchdowns due to the presence of Zach Moss. We are going to take a quick break. We are going to come back. We are going to talk about some high-level strategy against the Jets for week one of the NFL season in 2020. Stick with me. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining me for this edition of the Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. We did the almighty takes. Make sure to get them to me for week two against the Miami Dolphins at Miami as soon as humanly possible. After the game on Sunday, because I record historically on Wednesday nights. So go to buffalorumblings.com, find Crumbling Their Cookies, the article that I wrote, and we're going to go through this. My two big strategic points for this week, some things I'm looking for against the Jets are on offense, attack the middle of the field. And on defense, test the communication of the Jets' new offensive line. You will recall, back to our almighty take discussion, that there was a gentleman who had the idea that Dawson Knox might have a breakout game. The Jets are famously without linebacker C.J. Mosley and safety Jamal Adams, which creates kind of an interesting dynamic in the middle of the Jets' defense. One of which is that they have a newcomer, Bradley McDougald, who's stepping in for the former Jets franchise safety. He's new to the system. And the Jets only carry three safeties. At linebacker, Mosley deciding to opt out this year is going to force players like Blake Cashman and Terrell Basham into more snaps. So there is a significant weakness when you swing from Jamal Adams to Bradley McDougald and C.J. Mosley to Blake Cashman or Terrell Basham. And who does that affect the most, specifically in single high looks that Greg Williams, defensive coordinator of the New York Jets, likes to give you? Well, in 11 personnel, it gives you seam routes, intermediate crossers, play action behind the linebackers for Dawson Knox. In 21 personnel, if that's going to be an option for the Bills, against the Greg Williams defense, you will recall, last year. 21 personnel was a big part of what Brian Dable cooked up to help Josh Allen identify blitzers by having Patrick DeMarco on 21 personnel snaps and flexing him out wide to help identify. If that becomes Reggie Gilliam, having a more athletic fullback and option routes out of the backfield allows the Bills to take advantage 
of lesser players and less experienced players at positions that were previously occupied by very good players. Dawson Knox, Cole Beasley on RPOs, perhaps, out of the slot, getting intermediate routes, going behind the linebackers. A lot of single high looks are weak to intermediate meshing concepts. Now, that does mean that the offensive line has to hold up. But another year of gelling for this offensive line, potentially moving Cody Ford to right guard where he would be better than right tackle. The offensive line could hold up long enough against pressure that comes typically from single high and cover zero looks to allow things like intermediate crossers to allow Dawson Knox to outrun his linebacker because he's a very, very good athlete and put the single high safety in trouble. That's what I'd like to see some from the Bills offense against the Jets. For the Bills defense, I want to see them test the communication of the new offensive line. The Jets have a lot of new faces and they have never played together in the NFL. Not once. The Bills, on the other hand, loaded up in the area where the Jets might still be weak. They're different, but they might not necessarily be a lot better right away. Now is the time to take advantage of that stuff. If you were facing the Jets later in the year, this would not necessarily be the same game plan depending on how the Jets' offensive line gels over the course of the season. But it's the case now. Test the communication. Games, stunts, blitzes. Do enough up front that will allow the Jets to potentially make fatal mistakes in communication. Ed Oliver and Quentin Jefferson can move around. You can swap Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison. You can run lots of games and stunts with the upfront players that the Bills have. You need to take advantage of it. If you're going to run some fun double A gap blitzes with Milano and Tremaine Evans, now is the time. Make it happen. Sam Darnold's passing splits versus the blitz compared to non-blitz and under pressure versus a clean pocket show you that When he has a clean pocket and he's not blitzed, Sam Darnold's an above-average quarterback. When he's blitzed and or does not have a clean pocket, Sam Darnold is a bad quarterback. Whatever you have to do, get pressure. I trust the Bills' back seven to hold up against the skill position players from the Jets. I'm not scared of the skill position players from the Jets which means you get pressure by any means necessary. If that means you have to open up some games, some stunts, some blitzes, do it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the first ever regular season week preview of the Bruce Exclusive. Thank you for joining me so much. I will talk to you next after the Bills have played a meaningful football game in 2020 and hopefully to the jets we will all be saying that's the way the cookie crumbles i'm bruce nolan buffalo rumblings <laughs>